for listening to our podcast, recorded live at Gateway Church Ashford. You can find out more about us on our website, gatewaychurchashford.co.uk. Well, the first talk of the New Year's always supposed to be an important one because uh, we're setting the scene for 2017, so no pressure, as Ben Goodman would say. I could speak about loads of things. Um, I could, but I'm not going to. Um, I've been profoundly challenged by meerkats. Does anybody ever see that meerkat advert on the telly? I just, I was going to show it to you today, but um, sort of the outtakes from the meerkat, sort of money, what is it, Super? what is it, what is it, um, comparethemarket.com, and it goes, Sergi, 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 Simples, and I, I just love it, but I know you're too mature to watch that sort of stuff, so, but I just felt to, to keep it simple today, is that, it's, it's got to be okay with because that's all I've got, um, because I was working out how many, <laughs> how many preaches I've heard in my life. Um, I've been a Christian for over 50 years now, and if you average about 48 weeks a year, taking off holidays and not being well, at least 48 sermons a year times 50. That's an awful lot. It's either, how how many is that? Come on. It's a lot, isn't it? So, do you you know what? I don't remember many of them. And you're saying that's exactly true. Um, But I'm hoping you'll remember this one for the rest of the year. So, Father, I pray that we'll keep it simple, yet profound. I want to thank you for Jesus, Lord, for what he, the legacy he's left in his teaching. It's eternal. It still rings through the years, and it still speaks to our hearts. I pray that hearts will be pierced with your love today, and lives will be transformed. Amen. Okay, Luke 10. 25 to 27. If you've got a Bible, um, look at it. If you've got a, a phone, you can look at it, but don't check the website, don't check the football scores. It's just purely today for the Bible. Okay, so we're zooming right into something happened many years ago. Jesus was walking on earth. Verse 25. On one occasion, a lawyer, that was a religious lawyer of the time, he stood up to test Jesus. Now, I want to say that's a risky thing to do. He said, teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Now, the motive was all wrong, because he was trying to catch Jesus out. You got it? Wrong motive, but a great question. Can you say that? Wrong motive, great question? Great Great question. Because it's a question that people up and down this land and in this town will be asking, what must I do to inherit eternal life? They may not express it in those very words, but there's, a, there's something in people's hearts that cry out for, if, if I can live forever. There's a 14 year old. 14-year-old girl we read and heard about in, in the news recently who recently died of cancer. And it was her request that she would be cryogenically frozen in the hope that one day she could be woken up. Now, we might think that's... A, I don't know what you think about that. But it touched my heart because here was a girl who was facing death, and she was looking for answers. 
and the gospel hadn't reached her. So she was, took it even to the law court so she could be cryogenically frozen at death in the hope of eternal life. If that doesn't touch us, there's something wrong with our hearts, isn't there? 14 year old girl, 14, asking the big questions of life. There must be more than this, was her heart's cry. Surely there must be more than this to life, 14 years of age. There must be more, there must be an answer. And people try to find the answers to longevity different ways. As a, uh, as a man who's high in my esteem called Robert Marshland, have we got a picture up there? He, cl- he clocked up 105 years of age. He's now set a new record for the furthest distance tra- cycled in one hour. This French cyclist managed to cover 14 miles at the National Velodrome taking top spot in a new category for riders over 105. He smashed the record. Now, any of you wives have got husbands who do who don like her, this is what your husband's going to look like when he's 105. Amazing man. That's what I'm going to look like when I'm 105, but I shall set that I shall beat him. <laughs> I think not. But people try to extend their life. And there's nothing wrong in that. We want to look after our bodies, don't we? We want to max out on life. But you know, no matter how much exercise you do, how many mince pies you reject, one day you will die. And you've got to have an answer for that. You've got to have an antidote. You've got to have a, a, a solution. And Jesus came with a solution for that. In the Old Testament, the writer to the Ecclesi- uh, um, Ecclesiastes, of the Ecclesiastes um, book, it's, it's a fab- fabulous verse. I love this verse. It says, God has made everything beautiful in its time. He has set eternity in the human heart. Bang! God has set eternity in your heart, whether you believe in Jesus Christ or not, whether you've known the secret of eternal life, whether you're on that journey, he's set in our hearts, your neighbour's hearts, the concept of eternal life. It's there, we're wired up. We're wired up to think there must be more than this. He was seeing that 14-year-old girl. Wherever you look, there is, people deny it, people say there's no God and therefore... But it doesn't change the fact that I believe this with all my heart, that God has set eternity in our hearts as our creator. It's a heart thing. And the reality of our span of years will be 70 plus years on average. And this lawyer... Wrong motivation because he was trying to trap Jesus because he didn't believe who Jesus really was, the Son of God, come to earth, the Messiah. But the right question. He said, what must I do to acquire, to have, to obtain eternal life? And Jesus always answers with truth and grace. He answered just two things. Two simple answers he gave. Imagine the lawyer getting his, he couldn't get his iPad out, he'd get his, what, slate out with his... And he said, number one, 
Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind. It's what's been happening this morning. You see, God's in charge of this church. It's all about love. Lawyer, if you want to have eternal life, you've got to love God with everything you've got. Now, that might sound simple. But as he heard that, he must have recognised that this is impossible. It's impossible. How can you love God with everything you've got? Then Jesus went on a second time, and this was a killer punch. He said, you've got to love your neighbour as yourself, and you do these two things and you've got eternal life. Man alive. Do you love your neighbour as yourself, lawyer? The lawyer said, Master, you've answered well. Of course he'd answered well. (laughs) Because he was speaking truth. Two things. Simple, but impossible. But I want to say to you this morning, all things are possible with God. It is incredibly simple. The answer is incredibly simple that you can have eternal life. Because it's a heart thing. You can start to love God deep down in here with your heart, with everything you've got. And you can start to love your neighbour as yourself. It's a heart thing. It's not a set of rules and regulations. It's a heart thing. People try to please and appease God. Rather than go down that route, people get into all sorts of stuff to try and have peace with God. There's different... You don't, how can I say this without offending? You don't have to say three Hail Marys to please God. Don't have to do that. Hail Mary, full of grace. It's traditional in the traditional in the practice of some circles to recite three Hail Marys as a petition for purity and other values and virtues. Believers are recommended to be it be prayed after waking in the morning. That rules me out for a start. Saying this, and before going to bed at night. That will do my romance in for a start. There's got to be a better way to know peace with God. A Hail Mary prayer. You know, people, people still think that that will bring you eternal life. Saying Hail Mary three times. There's a footballer, American footballer, Robert Staubach, now, I haven't got an American football. The nearest thing I've got is a butternut squash. So who's going to be the wide receiver? <laughs> Thanks, Dave. You know about this. And they were losing the game and, uh, in 1975. And uh, um, the Dallas Cowboys, he did what's called a Hail Mary because they were losing and this, this wide receiver ran up ahead and he threw it. 
and it just so happens by chance managed to catch it and they won the game and that was what's, that was turned a Hail Mary pass. You know, some people, and you may be here this morning thinking, well, I'll leave it till that, just before I die to give my life to God. How stupid. You never know when you're going to die. And why do why leave it till the end anyway? Because when you get God in your life, things change for the better. Eternal life starts when you know God. You actually begin to know God. And he's a good God. He loves us and we begin to love him. It's not about having a chain around your neck, little beads. That doesn't, that doesn't do it. You might as well have as much faith in my butternut squash to bring you to heaven and glory. That's not what it's about. Jesus didn't die to give you a prayer chain or butternut squash. He died to give you assurance that you can know him. It's a heart thing. I'll do more charity work. That'll impress God. No, it won't. If I do more good than I've done bad, that will, that will give me a fighting chance. No, it doesn't. That's stupid. Jesus came on earth to die on the cross that our sins could be, for, the price could be paid so we could have forgiveness. It's a heart thing. There was a preacher made a statement at Hyde Park Corner. I had to preach at Hyde Park Corner, the scariest thing in my life. Don't recommend it. But this preacher said, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart. And a heckler replied, that's rubbish. Science has proved that the human heart is just a pump. The preacher asked, are you married? The man said, yes. And the preacher said, well, then go home and tell your wife you love her with all your pump. (laughs) It's a heart thing. God's after the heart. Love is, it's all about the heart, isn't it? It's not about dry religion. It's a, it's a heart thing. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart. It starts there. And loving your neighbour as yourself, it's a heart thing, isn't it? I ought to do more evangelism. Oh, go away. If you don't love your neighbour, why have an evangelistic programme or ten pointers? It's, it's a love thing, isn't it? I love my neighbours. Because God has touched my heart. I cannot, I cannot not love my neighbours. I just love them. Even though they have big dogs and do things and poop on the pavement. I just love my neighbours. Because God's put his love in my heart. J. John, a great evangelist in this country, he said this, if you want to get to heaven, you've got to travel via King's Cross. Oh, that's good. That's good, isn't it? If you want to get to heaven, you've got to travel via King's Cross. There's a hill called Calvary that Jesus died on for you. And when we hand over our lives to God, things start to change. You will find two things begin to happen. One is an emergence of a heartfelt love for God. And secondly, you become really aware and compassionate to those who live around you. I'm going to cheat now. because I'm going to ask two new friends to come up and share 
the transformation that's been taking place in their heart since God gave them a new heart. They've had heart transplants. Would you welcome them? Because they're going to share. Have we got a... Now, now before um, I hand over, I've been told I've got to do the Austin Power things when they've done enough. Um, because they could go on till one o'clock. So fasten your seatbelts. But I'll t- I'm going to top and tail it. But I, I just thought, I just want to say to you... I felt rough this week. Who's had this bug? I have felt rough. And I came down to Tuesday morning, Wednesday morning, whenever it was, pain management, chronic pain group, and I talked to you, and you were inspiring. I came back upstairs to the office, and I thought, this is what it's all about, Jesus transforming lives. And we honour you, because Jesus is shining through you. And these people need to hear it, of the power of the gospel to transform and bring change. Right, I'm going to start today because Robin doesn't want to. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm going to start with saying, last night I sat in my chair and, um, where do I go with this God? Help me, sat with my Bible thinking to myself I don't know what to say today because I've got so much I could probably help a lot of people with but where do I go with it and God answered me um I can't read I I'm I can't read at all I can't read that bible but God put a verse in my head and Robin was at work at the time and it was Psalms 37 verse 3 to 10. Hadn't got a clue. Didn't know what God was talking about. Never read the Bible because I can't read. So I had to get on the phone to Robin and say, God's just spoke to me again. And he said, how? I said, well, you know, I was a bit dubious of what I was going to say and I really don't know what to say because there's so much to say. And he's given me a verse in my head. You need to read it to me. Um, He got it up on his laptop at work and he read it to me, which I'm going to ask him to read at the end of this, which basically, (laughs) just literally, it meant so much to me. When he read the first two words, I knew what God was saying to me. And I'm going to tell you about a day when I went to Ladies' Day. Some ladies have heard this. I had a bad day when my mobile phone was going off and off and off, kept turning it off. Um, And... I just felt so fretful that this, my problems in my life was going to start all over again. And someone gave me a key to the lift to say to go upstairs and pray in the room that they have for ladies where we make bracelets and I think most ladies know what we do up there. Um, I went up there. As soon as I came out of the lift, my fear went. I felt peace. I remember saying to two friends of mine that were with me at the time, I feel so much peace up here. And I sat down in a chair as they went off in both directions and prayed to God because I didn't want my problems reoccurring again with this person that was on the end of the phone when my mobile kept going off while I was there that day. And when I prayed to God, I felt a power come through my body. It was like a shaking. I was standing there thinking to myself, what is this? So I sat and I prayed more. Um, And as I prayed... God revealed himself to me. 
He stood in front of me. I can close my eyes now and I can see him. He said, give it all to me, all that pain in your heart that you've got. Give it all to me. And I've had a lot of pain over the years. I'm not just talking about as an adult. I'm talking about as a child, a teenager and an adult. A lot of pain. And he knows what pain I've had. But he's never, that song says he never gives up. But he's never given up on me. Never. Even though sometimes I believed in God. But trusting in him is a different thing. And I've learned to trust in God. And God has been there. And God has shown us the path. He's done some remarkable things this year for us. We've had a granddaughter born. And she had a heart problem. And she is as healthy as can be. Um, I went into hospital um, a few months ago. I had it cancelled because I had a cold. And I said to God, I've been waiting for this this appointment for over a year to get this operation done. Why? Why now? Why I get a cold after all this time? But he revealed to me why when I got there. Um, I'd had my operation. I'd come out of theatre. Because they'd laid me flat with the problems I'd got, I couldn't breathe. So the nurses sat me up all in a panic. And um, a few minutes later, this young girl stood at the bottom of my bed And she said to me, are you okay now? And I said, oh, that was really frightening. I said, I've never been able to, not been able to breathe. And I said, are you all right? And she said, oh, yes, but I've got to go and sit down. And she went round the side of her bed and sat down. And as she did, God spoke to me again and said, get up. Get up out of your bed and go and pray for that girl round the corner. I thought, what is this? I feel so ill. (laughs) I've just come out of theatre, but I found the power to get up. And as I went round the corner, I said to her, are you all right? And she said, no. And I said, why? So she said, I've just had a kidney removed. She says, I've got a stone in my other kidney, which my kidney may have to be removed again, this one. And I'm seven months pregnant. And my heart went out to her. And now I know why I was meant to be there. And I said to her, She said, and I don't know who to turn to. And I said, God is who you need to turn to. And I sat and I prayed with her. And God has showed us a pathway to helping other people. Um, Only standing, sitting, talking to her, and like she was saying that she only lived in South Wales, but bless her. Um, We prayed with her together in the end, and we told her about the church, and she said that she would try and come along once she'd had the baby. I haven't seen her yet. I pray to God that, yes, I see her walk through those doors because she was a lovely person. But this is how God works in our life. We can't just believe in God. We must trust in him as well as believing in him. Um, He's always been there for us, and I trust in God. And I'm now going to ask Robin to read this verse that God gave me (laughs) if he's got time (laughs) Um, it means so much Uh, it it just showed me that God has been listening to give me this verse right this is Psalm 37 I'm going to start from from one but freeze freeze off do not because of evil men or be envious of those who do wrong for like the grass they will soon wither Like green plants, they will soon die away. Trust the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. 
Trust in him and he will do this. He will make your righteousness shine like the dawn, the justice of your cause like the noonday sun. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret when men succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes, refrain from anger and turn from wrath. Do not fret, it leads only to evil, for evil men will be cut off, but those who hope in the Lord will inherit the land, and a little while and the wicked will be no more. That was from 1 to 10. Again, we've had a remarkable year, the pair of us. You know, we've, we've both kind of found God and it's changed both our lives enormously. As my wife told you, we, we had a granddaughter that was had a heart defect, but she was born perfect through prayer, through praise. And we've had a great time in this church. We've met some fantastic people and I personally would like to grow more in this church do more with this church and hope that uh, I'm given the chance. Got anything more to say? I'd just like to say that God is with us. Um, we've, we just keep having such remarkable things happen. Just before Christmas, um, <laughs> I find it very hard to trust people and God knows that and, and that's just the way I am. But he's, he's mending my heart, he's mending it slowly. Um, I was doing some flowers in the kitchen um, and I was happy and I haven't been happy for a long, long time I mean years, not just months or I'm talking years and I was happy and I said to God why am I so happy, God, doing these flowers standing here and Robin was asleep he'd been doing nights at the time and as I'd sort of was doing my flowers, I, I thought Robin had got up. I said to Robin, thinking it was Robin, <laughs> what are you doing up? You haven't had much sleep. If you don't sleep, you're going to be tired lately. It's not much, you know, you haven't had much sleep at all. You need to go back to bed. And as I did and said, went to go back to bed, I turned to look at my clock. And as I turned, where I thought Robin was standing, nobody was there. And I thought, this is amazing. I'm sure someone was standing there. And I could feel this love in my kitchen and this happiness all in my bungalow as if so I could God had given me wings and flying I was sort of thinking well where is Robin then so I went to see if he was in the toilet <laughs> but he wasn't and, and I thought he's still in bed this must be God again again God is he, he's there for us and all day I could feel this love and like I could fly um, I haven't, as I say, I haven't been happy in years, absolutely years. Um, but God is working in us. He's there for us. He is there. And for people that believe in God but don't trust in him, then you need to trust more in what he does for us all because he's done it for us as a family and as individuals. And he's done an awful lot for us. He's He's healed Robin from a... A lung disease, he's, only, he's, he's in remission at the moment with one, but he had a lump on his, which I have told this story before many times, he had a lump on his, on his lungs and that just went and we don't know where it went. There is so many things that he has done before we even became part of this church that, you know, he never gives up. And that song went straight to my heart. He does never give up. And, you know, 
don't give up hope on him because he's there and he's there for us all, not just us, just for all of us. So that was our story today and I hope it's helped a lot of people because, you know, you mustn't give up. (laughs) Thank you. about a heart transformation recognising the fact that we can't do it on our own but God can change our lives as we will only let him in Jesus said behold I stand at the door and knock door of your heart knocking if, if you open up your heart to me I will come in and be your friend and change you Since we as a church, I want to speak to the church now. Since we as a church have been refocusing our emphasis on the presence of God as a priority, not just doing evangelism, not just reaching out, but we are our first, foremost thing is we're going to love God afresh with all our heart, soul, mind. Everything we've got, we're going to give him the first thing. The neighbour... Things that second, it's important, but it's not the first thing. And so we've been realigning ourselves over the last year, and some have really embraced it, some have scratched their heads. But what I'm saying, we're seeing the difference now. Because as we love God with all our hearts and soul and minds, doors open of opportunity to reach out in ways we've never known before. This man, he may have never even realised he was a Christian, C.S. Lewis, he wrote The Lion, Witch and the Wardrobe, um, Prince Caspian and all that. Very clever guy. He said this, it is in the process of being worshipped that God communicates his presence to men. And I, I've let go of just quoting Bible verses to people. The ABCs of salvation. I want to see people encounter God which we've just heard about this morning, because that brings lasting change, because there's no way you're going to convince Robin and Carol that God doesn't exist, because God has revealed himself to them. Wonderful. And you know, as we're going to see more of this happen in this church and through this church, if we keep holding on to God and putting him first we will see more supernatural things happen in this next year than we did last year. I want that, don't you? Do you know why I want it? Not because it gives me a tingle, because I, I re- it brings change to people's lives. It takes away the despair and brings a hope. It fills hearts that are empty with love. That's why I want this. That's why I want to say this year... Church, let's give ourselves first to God in ever-deepening ways in our worship. Let's be passionate for him. Let's be lavish in our worship. Some days we won't have to preach because we're so lost in worship. But I know if doing that and we have more of this, God is glorified. God is glorified. At our community group this week, we were just talking... um, as Dave Jankowski started to share what's happening with his neighbours. 
um, remarkable doors of opportunity that are opening. And, uh, Dale, who came to bring well, the, that, that um, tong, uh, uh, yeah, prophetic, no, it wasn't prophetic, it was a tong. They sang in the spirit. Well, where are you? Sit your hand up, mate. Where are you? Great. Well done. You stepped out the boat, and it was superb. And Katie, you're, you're, God's on you for outreach. You just love your neighbours as yourself. And so one person after another were just sharing about what's happening with their neighbours. And I'm thinking, I've never, never been in a group before where the, everyone in the group is... Things are happening with their neighbours. I think it's connected. <laughs> I really do. I really, really do. And I've come to the conclusion of this. I have been around in the church for many, many years. I have been to so many conferences on evangelism. So many new techniques. So many new strategies to win our neighbours to the love of Christ. I've come to the conclusion the best strategy that going... It came from Jesus. And do you know what that strategy is? It's simple. Love the Lord your God with everything you've got and you'll find loving your neighbour as yourself will bring people to know him. Church, it's simple. It really is simple. prayer meeting tonight we're going to focus on praying for our neighbours why because when God shared when Dave Jankowski shared in the community group why can't we pray for our neighbours tonight I thought what a great idea so Pete's going to lead that and we'll put the names of our neighbours because I love my neighbour I hope you love your neighbours if you don't love your neighbour don't turn up don't come to the prayer meeting tonight please Stay away, turn the telly on, stay at home. But if you're beginning to got a realisation that you love your neighbour, the best thing you can do is to pray for your neighbour first and foremost. I d- somebody once said, I doubt if anybody's become a real Christian that somebody's not prayed for them. <laughs> you may not be a good prayer, but Lord, save the people at number 14. Oh, no, that's us. <laughs> yeah, they need saved. I am being saved. I am being saved and I will be saved. But it's simple. You know, when I first became a Christian, I, I witnessed to everybody. Then, you know, it's possible to, to, to go off the boil, to lose your first love. It gets a bit samey. We had a... I tried to open a, t- a tin can with one of these, you know, the cheapest you can get. Saying so Tesco's £1.50. We'd had this tin opener for 30 years, and I was determined, I keep, I thought, why isn't it opening this tin? I was turning this. And Sue said, well, there's no teeth left on it. That's why. We need to get a new one. And I said, well, get a really good one, you know, one of these fluorescent green handle things, you know, spare no expense because I'm fed up of trying to open a tin with something that's not working. Do you know what she came back with? She came back with another one, £1.60, same one. A pound. pound. Yes, one pound from Tesco's. 
finest or taste experience or whatever it is. I put it on the tin and you know it opened first time because it's simple. It's a simple design. What I've shared today is simple. But when our hearts are full with the love of God and we're engaged, hearts are open, closed doors are open. I want this. Church, I really want this. Really do want it. Because I want to... Robin, Robin and Carol, thank you. Because you are proof positive that the gospel has power to save. It's the power to save. And you may be here today and you've been invited along. I don't know. I don't know everybody now. But I'll say, I want to say this to you. Jesus died for you. You need Jesus to die for you on the cross because there's no other hope. There's no other way of getting saved. God so loved the world, that includes you. That so ever he sent his son into the world to die on the cross. That so whosoever believes in Jesus will not perish, not die, but have everlasting life. Yeah, our bodies will die, but you are not, your body is not the sum total of you. And therefore we have eternal life and we put our trust in Jesus Christ. It's simple. You say, Jesus, I acknowledge that God loves me and God sent you into the world to save me from my sins. That you not only died on the cross for my sins, you were raised from the dead on the third day. It's resurrection. And that resurrection power can transform any situation. There's no situation too far gone in your life that God cannot change. If you are willing to say, oh God, change me. No situation. Because with God, all things are possible. Just prayer away. I want to pray. Would we all bow our heads, please? I'm going to help you if you've never prayed a prayer of commitment to Jesus Christ before and you know God's speaking to you right now on the door of your heart. I want to pray a simple prayer that I want you to wrap your heart around and just say amen to God under your own breath. God, I want to know you. I want to know this God of love that I've heard about today. Jesus, I put my trust in you. I believe that you, simply this, that you died for my sin, all my sin, all my failure, all my hurt, and I accept the forgiveness of God right now. I simply put my trust in you to cleanse me from my failure and wash me clean because of your blood. And I believe simply this, that you rose again from the grave for me 
and you're alive because I've seen it evidence in these people's lives today. Now, Lord, I give you my life. Transform my life, my situation, and bring hope and love and create in me a heart that loves you and create in me a love to love my neighbour as myself. Amen. It's going to be a very good 2017. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, go and speak to Robin and Carol. Don't speak to me. Speak to them. They're they're brilliant at it. They'll tell you in their own words how it worked out for them. Is that good? That's good. And if you've you've lost contact with, you've gone blunt, get Robin and Carol to pray for you anyway. I need some of what you've got. I need to be refreshed. So you're going to be very busy this morning. Okay. (laughs) Okay, um, it's half ten. Richard, over to you. Half eleven, even. <laughs> Time goes. Don't worry, not going to keep you.